about Wednesday there were some technical issues and I'm not recording with my normal equipment today I'm actually not at my studio so I apologize for any background noise as well anyway today is August 26 2022 and it is finally Friday thank God <laughs> it's been a long week for me I don't know about you guys anyway I've decided this is going to be a one-topic-per-show episode. Last On Monday was the LTE and 5G home internet, and I figured Wednesday I had a plan for some stuff, but that didn't pan out, unfortunately. So today, we're actually going to talk about T-Mobile's new announcement that they had last night. They've teamed up with Starlink to come out with a very interesting and unique and first of its kind that I'm aware of cell phone satellite connection and I don't mean like GPS stuff like that what I mean is in locations where you're off the grid and off the network you're going to be able to receive text messages and make some calls and at some point down the road if capacity supports it possibly even a little bit of data the idea is you're not going to have coverage literally anywhere you go and th this is a, something that people who view satellite phones understand the benefits of being able to access, you know, the grid, as you will, contact somebody literally in the middle of nowhere. You pull it out, open the antenna up, point it at the sky in the right direction, and boom, you can call. Well, this is going to be different. You're not going to need to point your phone at the sky. You're not going to need to have an external antenna of anything. It's going to be using the C-band frequency, which is about 3.7 to 3.9, 3.89 gigahertz, something like that. Uh, and what it's going to do is broadcast directly from the Starlink satellites, the low Earth orbit or LEO satellite cluster that Elon Musk has put up. And it's going to allow us to, well us, anyone on T-Mobile, it's going to allow them I can't say us, I'm on AT&T. So anyone on T-Mobile 
who uses a compatible 5G phone, something that supports the C-band, which would be sub-6 gigahertz. So Verizon would call that 5G. AT&T would call that 5G. The millimeter wave, the super fast stuff that goes super, super quick, that you see the two gigabits per second download, that kind of stuff, that is, uh, Verizon calls it the uh, 5G UW or ultra-wideband. AT&T calls it 5G+. That is the higher speed stuff that you're not going to get on a standard sub-6 or, you know, uh, C-band phone. During the event last night, I didn't catch it live. I was busy, unfortunately, but uh, what I was able to catch is there was a moment where Elon said something that really caught my interest. He said, yes, of course, when you're holding your phone up, you know, you're using it, it's going to work. But they believe that in the coming future, they'll be able to... So, this is set to launch in beta next year, end of the year. Uh, they said fall of 2023. It was the fact that it's, it's going to be able to work in your pocket or in your car. C-band is... So, so the problem with frequent radio frequencies is the the higher they get, the less penetration they have, meaning they can't go through walls very well. That's why, like for instance, AT&T's sub six five G runs at about six hundred megahertz, which is really really low, which is good. The four G LTE ran at about nineteen hundred megahertz. That was their band two. That was the primary one. It handled most of the capacity. It was pretty good capable uh, the 5g has the potential to be better being you know lower frequency however the sub six is an interesting one or I mean the the C band is an interesting one yes it's below six gigahertz but in the case of the C band it's still almost four gigahertz but the fact that they believe it's going to be able to work in your car in your phone or in your pocket not just when you pull your phone out and hold it up for a second and get sparse. No, it's just it's just going to work, which is phenomenal. Speaking of frequencies, I think now is a good time time span to take a quick coffee break. I will be back momentarily.
coffee. Hope you're ready to get back at this because we are back. So, yeah, the ending to that, the, the whole frequency time span thing, that was... See, that's that's why we need the coffee for these episodes. <sighs> anyway, what I was trying to say was, speaking of frequencies, now is a good time length to take a sp- uh, break or something like that. But doesn't matter, we're back. So, the potential for this service to work is... It's just incredible what it could possibly do at some point down the road in the future. It's, it's like, think of it like when more towers went up and you started getting better coverage. I, see, I was born in the 80s. I grew up when cell phones were starting to become a thing. Yeah, I know, I just gave away my age, but anyway. I lived through the 1G, the 2G era, the 2G edge, where you actually had some speed, some data, you could do stuff. No, you could send text messages mostly. Occasionally get a website to load. But that was, that was Web 1.0. That was, that was back in the day. If you ever get a chance, go to the Wayback Machine. Just go to Google, search for Wayback Machine, and search for sites from the 90s. Oh my god. <laughs> the graphics were insane. Everything was technicolor, and everything was flashy, and you would have an image that uh, rotated through the, basically through the visible color spectrum, and oh, they were insane. Phenomenal times. I loved the web of the 90s. But now, Web 2.0 and 3.0 allow me to bring you this podcast from anywhere in the world. Anyway. So, I lived through the change of no cell signal, where literally everybody had a landline and had the... uh, the phone probably on the kitchen wall with the 900 million foot cord. Literally, you could you could answer that in the kitchen. Walk to the other end of your house and back and still not run out of cable. You know, walk to the other house around some furniture like you see in the cartoons. Anyway, I'm getting sidetracked. But then 3G came out. And 3G, so 1G gave us the ability to make phone calls anywhere. As long as you had signal, you could make a phone call, which was... At the time, incredible. We take this for granted now. In fact, the YouTuber I was watching last night reviewing a audio, some audio gear made a comment about how he rarely uses his phone for phone calls anymore. It's true, we don't. They're, they're internet machines that we use to communicate via text messages and uh, instant messages and social media and that kind of stuff. We rarely call anymore. Now, I use mine a lot. I'm old school. I prefer phone calls, but... It's not to say I don't text either. In fact, I remember when 3G first came out, it was incredible because you actually had data. You could do things. You could send multimedia to people. You could not just send a text. You could send a picture text or an MMS. Or you could even send like short videos and audio. It was, it was incredible what you were able to do with 3G. Everyone needed 3G. It was a big thing. I remember when AT&T launched it and they had the 3G and there was a flames coming off the back of it because it was so fast compared to 2 Edge. Well, Edge. But yes, it, and it was. It was incredibly fast. 
then 4G came online. Not LTE, but 4G. Which was basically like Edge for 2G. It was three and a half plus plus three and a half. Three three and a half. HSPA plus is what AT&T called it. Um, it was basically three and a half G. And then LTE came online. And LTE was supposed to be around for, for so long. It was like a 10-year thing. It was supposed to be on for 5G came in a little earlier, I think, than initially planned. But it's been a good uh, next step. But I, I, I remember as they were building the towers out, where I lived at the time, I had 3G. And when I drove into the local city... I remember there was a part where I connected to one of the towers in the city, and I was so excited because my phone would always go from 3G to 4G LTE, and I was so happy. My network got better. My speeds got better. See, the, the benefit of this uh, joint venture between Starlink and um, T-Mobile is, see, back when 3G was a thing because of where I lived at the time, it was good for getting me personally from Wi-Fi network to Wi-Fi network. It was a, a middleman, if you will. Basically allowed me to have some sort of access to people and stuff online, and my phone would work sort of until I got back to a Wi-Fi access point. I live in a very small, small area. In fact, when I grew up, I think there was maybe 200 people in the little streetish. Street area, streetish, streetish. I'm making up words now. Time for more coffee. <sighs> anyway, I'm getting way off track. So, 1G gave us voice, 2G gave us text, 2G Edge, or just Edge, gave us the ability to use a little bit of data, very little. 3G gave us data, 4G LTE gave us basically the foundation for what we have today. In fact, unless you're running an iPhone 12 or newer, or a Samsung S10 or S20 or newer, or one of the A series starting with the A03 and the A... Well, start unless you have a phone within the last three years, you're still on LTE. Which is totally fine. It's a very reliable connection. And it set the foundation for our, our always connected world. Well, now with 5G, things are getting faster. We're getting more real-time stuff. That's why cloud gaming is taking off now. Uh, in fact, on another tangent in another episode, I'll probably go on in a cloud gaming episode, which I plan on doing here in the next few days. 5G has allowed for more instantaneous connection, meaning that you can use your 5G connection over the cell towers to play games on Stadia and xCloud and GeForce Now, if you subscribe to that one, stuff like that. Everything's just faster. There's much more bandwidth and things. Things are overall better. So the C-band team-up that T-Mobile and Starlink are doing is going to allow you to have more coverage and more area. Now, this goes back to, at least right now, like the, the, the 1G era, 
So you're not going to be able to use a lot of any data right now. You're you're going to be able to text. You might be able to make a call or two. Um, the estimate Elon gave was like two to three megabytes a second in a coverage cell. They were calling them cells, like a property cell. And think of it like a, a square of land. Anyway, um, which two to three megabytes is horribly slow when we get, well, cell phones can, on the 5G+, plus the millimeter band can pull gigabits per second. But what this is going to do is what he said is hundreds and hundreds of texts and thousands of phone calls can be handled on that two to three megabyte per second connection in that cell, meaning you're not going to be able to use data, but you will be able to make phone calls in remote areas. You will be able to send text messages. The biggest benefit to this is, say you're out camping and there's normally no cell coverage of any kind. Unless you're like me and you're an amateur radio operator, you don't have the equipment or the ability to reach long distances and talk to people. Another episode will go into what amateur radio really is about. It's it's really cool. If you ever if you get a chance, take take a course. They're free for the most part, maybe twenty bucks. It's awesome. I love it. But this is going to allow us to have and, and I do say us, because eventually every company is going to have to come online with something like this. Every company is going to have to make this work. Because if, if AT&T and Verizon don't compete better with T-Mobile in a, something like this, they're going to get their asses handed to them, and they're going to end up having to reinvent the wheel in order to get their customer base back, because people are going to start switching to something where they can, you know, use their phone no matter where they are. Anyway, this episode's starting to get a little long, so my recommendation, if you're interested in this stuff, reach out to me on Twitter, at TechReel. Um, I will put a post up there shortly about this. Again, I apologize for the delays and everything with the podcast. Wednesday just didn't happen. I know today I'm a couple hours late getting this up. I apologize for that. Monday, things will be back in order, and I will be back in my studio, so things will, you know, sound better. I actually got a new microphone I want to try out. I just, I'm, I'm not at my studio right now, unfortunately. But anyway, the, the C-band stuff is... Really interesting. It's weird they went with C-band, but not really because they're satellites. But anyway, look into this. Go to YouTube. Look up the Starlink T-Mobile event. Uh, I watched a condensed version of like 11 minutes. I think it was the first 11 minutes or so. Really, really interesting. Look it up. If you're interested, like I said, reach out to me on Twitter at, at TechReel. Uh, I will be launching the website within two weeks. It's official. The, te- the website will be going. You'll be able to reach out to me on there. Uh, I'll have my email on there and everything. So if you're more interested in this stuff, you'll be able to reach out to me directly, and we can talk you know, more in-depth on what I want to do on this podcast. So again, I apologize. This one ran so long. I apologize for all the delays. Things will be better on Monday. But I hope you tune back in. I hope your day's been good so far, because this is a very late podcast today. And uh, as always... Enjoy your coffee. All right, have a great day. See you next time.